0: Welcome to the Hybrid Pub Scout Podcast. We're not mapping any frontiers today. We are, uh, we are walking some well-trod ground. Um,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say, if you want to listen to a podcast with a mediocre white man, look no further. Because your guest host has arrived.
0: Yes, yeah, so and now you got a mediocre white man and a mediocre sea creature.
1: No, seriously, I'm like, why why do you want to have me on your podcast again? Like, is it really that well received? Because I'm just a mediocre white man. There's plenty of fucking podcasts out there that you can listen to that have that like Sweetie, totally covered.
0: It's a bit. Oh fuck, is that what we're doing? It's a bit. This is a bit. Son of a bit. <laughs> you say son of a bit.
1: I'm not bringing my A game today.
0: Uh, You know, sometimes you just... Yeah, we just got
1: to warm up. We got to warm up. We're
0: bringing the B game because that's what this is. This is um, episode 53 and a half. Today, we're having our third installation of the JT Reed series, and it has been two years, I believe.
1: Amazing. And today, I'm going to be reading to you all about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency um, and why you should wash your cast iron pans with soap.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: And also about Porton Jeterson and all of the important things about cultural Marxism. That's what I'm <laughs> going to be talking to you today about.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except not really.
0: That's not really what's happening. We are having JT, uh, we have moved on from the fantasy romance romantic fantasy world of of the uh, magical kingdoms but we are still reading a book from uh marie robinson this is actually the book that we interviewed marie robinson and elena jaden about called fawn
1: and that was episode
0: why did you do that to me (laughs) 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 bitch
1: you it was a callback. It was an opportunity. I did didn't you not say it read? A did you not read the notes for this episode? I that didn't I compiled? write any notes
0: for this episode. For once in my life, I was just trying to chill out. It's my birthday. I,
1: I wrote notes for this episode. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No,
0: you didn't. They were
1: cryptocurrency, <laughs> cast iron, and
0: pee-pee-poo-poo. washing.
1: pee poo poo was actually number four. Porton Jeterson was number three, and I will take any opportunity I can to make fun of him. Listen, Bucko, you got to prepare for your podcast, eh? Oh, my God. If you're going to get rip shit on Molson up on Thunder Bay, you've got to go to the liquor store first, you know okay. what I mean? And clean your room.
0: <sighs> Why don't you tell people what we're drinking?
1: <laughs> we are actually drinking um, a beer from... Oh, didn't you study?
0: Didn't you study for your beer?
1: I'm trying to figure out what I want to say about this beer because, you know, I mean, I brew because you started brewing... And then it was like, okay, well, I'll brew as well. And then I started brewing more beer. And When then JT a sees me person, doing
0: something cool, he usually is like, I can do that better. It's not that I can do it better. It's that I want to support you. And then you saw me podcasting and were like, either A, that doesn't look fun, or B, I can't do that better. But it turns out, you kind of can. I
1: mean, I wouldn't say that I'm better at podcasting than you because I don't have a podcast. And again... There's just such a there's just such a dearth of of, of mediocre white men in the podcasting industry I um, that I feel like I should get into it at some point, and this could maybe be my my bridge
0: it's, uh, into it. If if we've got that, what is it, H- Hessian? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, 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 Gaussian. Ga- Gaussian. <laughs> I actually Gaussian prefer curve. <laughs> You know what? Uh, it's actually a Cauchy distribution. You know, if you read, if if you actually read Taleb, if you go and read Incerto, if you read the Black Swan trilogy, I can't.
0: He blocked me on Twitter, and I can never <laughs> read him again.
1: You know, one of one of the moments that I've been the proudest of you in, like legit in 10 years of marriage was when Nassim Taleb blocked you on Twitter from mercilessly roasting him. It was fucking glorious. And I love you so much on so many levels, (laughs) but for that, especially very proud. I'm trying to get Alton Brown to block me and that'll be my Nassim Taleb.
0: I think that, I think Nassim Taleb is very fragile and gets his feelings hurt easily. I think that Alton Brown is, is, uh, fueled by the hatred i don't think he's gonna block you
1: well i mean if i give him if i give him enough shit he might but also i mean taleb is a fucking poser because i've asked him if i've asked him once i've asked him a dozen times what his max deadlift is and he refuses to fucking go on the record he won't even claim a number that's the thing
0: i mean what he could do is lie and say or read my book and then you read his book and he doesn't tell you that would be what a smart author would do. Yeah. Take note, authors. That, lie to people on Twitter so they read your book. That would, in fact, be the Fat Tony approach. <laughs> 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 Let's reel this back.
1: Let's reel this back. Why the fuck am I here?
0: You're, I just said you're here to read. You're here to read from Fawn mm. from episode 45. Oh, wait,
1: wait, wait. You asked me to describe what we were drinking, and then that went off on that whole long tangent of bullshit. Go on. We are drinking Focal Banger from Alchemy, which is a beer that you really can't get pretty much anywhere. Um, And our local wonderful tap house just up the road from us, uh, Wildwood Tap House, got some in a while back. And that's what we are enjoying on this beautiful, snowy Oregon day. Focal Banger. And then the other night we had the uh, the iconic heady Topper.
0: Mmm, heady Topper. Yeah. The name Focal Banger really makes me uncomfortable for reasons, but I'm not going to say it because, <laughs> because this is, I will say right now, if you haven't figured out by the fact that JT is about to read a dark romance, um, this is a not safe for work episode. This is a uh, not safe for uh, children episode because... Uh, Marie has finally authorized us to read a smutty chapter. Did oh, you know that JT, you're about shit. to read I some smutty know. shit? I knew
1: that she sent you several options and you were like, oh, read these. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, no, it's your birthday today. So you should read them and tell me which one you want me to read on your birthday as a birthday present on your birthday.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. Yes. Um so This is
1: from Furry, a dark mafia shifter romance. Fawn. Black It's fang. from Fawn. It says Fury, which I intentionally
0: mispronounced oh, as shit. furry. I gave you the wrong one. Oh shit. <laughs> so <laughs> we ha we have the right book now. Okay, that that we was were- a technical I had this I had the second uh I had the second book in the series, which is called Fury, not furry, um up. And yeah, and I was
1: just trying to make a uh, you know uh, uh,
0: uh, a kink shaming joke.
1: I mean, I'm not one to kink shame. It was more just of a it was more of a referential joke. Okay, you know, because we're in the world of erotica and we're on the internet. It's and not erotica; into... it's romance. You said people were fucking in this one,
0: though. People can fuck in romance.
1: Yeah, and that's by necessity erotic.
0: I'm not gonna get into an argument okay, about genre so with you. Listen, neither so am I going to get in an argument about the Oxford comma with you because we're over that.
1: Philos and
0: I'm not gonna tell you.
1: Davo <laughs> That's a deep Swiss Nine joke. Sorry. In case you didn't know.
0: Um, all right, so this this is, is the authorized um I I read this like last summer. Um, I have a vague idea of what happens in this chapter. I do know that this character is, uh, uh, virulently, uh, trashing another man. So this should be fun for you.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's, I mean, as, as an avowed misandrist, this is (laughs) extremely my
0: team. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I am. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, action.
1: Fawn A Dark Mafia Shifter Romance. Black Fang Barons. Book number one. Chapter four. Draven. Draven. I'm 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 assuming it's Draven. It might be Draven.
0: I'm I'm saying Draven.
1: I'm just gonna say Draven.
0: I think uh, it sounds better. Yeah,
1: okay. Lucky Devils isn't one of my usual establishments. But Brian suggested it for our meeting, and I need to keep our dealings out of sight for the rest of the pack. So I grudgingly agreed to the location. Brian has really pissed off a few of my boys, and if he tried to set foot in our building, they'd likely kill him before he ever made it to my office. Since he prefers his blood to stay in his veins, he wants to
0: work out a deal. (laughs) You're so sardonic.
1: I doubt he has my... Wait, would you prefer that I read this as fucking Joan Didion? Like, what do you mean, sardon? Try
0: it. See what happens. <clears throat>
1: I have to channel my inner Danny Lavery for this whole...
0: Since he prefers his
1: blood to stay in his veins, he wants to work out a deal in Pasadena <laughs> at the foothills of the Sierra Madre mountain range.
0: Okay, go back to Jerry
1: the... Garcia was there drinking beer on the Lawrence Welk Bandstand Manhattan Beach. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well we're going back to the text now. Since he prefers his blood to stay in his veins, he wants to work out a deal. I doubt he has much he can offer to pay off his substantial debt, but I'm willing to humor him for now. If I don't like the deal, I'll let the boys hunt him down. No one gets away with losing a damn cent of our money without bleeding for it. A dancer steps onto the stage. Wait, is this supposed to be the D- Lucky Devil Lounge in Portland?
0: Um, it might accidentally be.
1: I think it, it Le- might.
0: Lucky Devils is not the same as the Lucky Devil, though.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I mean. You can it, ask you know, her if you want. I would have gone for the Acropolis, but that's just because I like a hearty steak. A dancer steps onto the stage as I walk past the bouncer. She's gorgeous, but a distraction. A quick sniff of the stale air, and I head towards the tables along the back wall. Brian's scent is obvious, even in this den of soured sweat and alcohol. It's a distinct scent of fear mixed with a layer of smug arrogance. It just occurred to me that the the title of this chapter, Draven, I could do that in like a Jerry Lewis accent, like, Draven? Draven. He greets me, sliding out of the booth. You can make this character hand. Jerry
0: Lewis, because <laughs> he's the he's the um, he's the jerk. So
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna make Draven Jerry Lewis, and then the the narrator. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. Brian or whatever his name is.
1: I'm very confused.
0: No, the guy who you just yelled Draven is Jerry Lewis is the character. Oh, Brian is, into- Brian, Brian is. Brian is. because
1: yeah. <laughs> Draven is the protagonist. Draven is the
0: person who you are speaking from his point of view in this right. chapter. And
1: that's the person that I'm going to make Joan Didion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you would have to read the entire chapter as a Joan Didion voice unless you want him to have a different outer voice. I just wanted
1: diff- it to have an existential feeling of dread Brackered. bracketed by erogenous zones. <sighs>
0: <laughs> My erogenous zones are filled with dread right now. Amazing. Draven,
1: he greets me, sliding out of the booth and offering me his hand. I ignore it and sit down, the fake leather of the seat creaking under me. Brian's confident smile falters for a moment before he waves his hand at the bar. By the time he slides back into the booth, a scantily clad waitress is at the table, batting her eyelashes and asking for our drink preferences. She ignores Brian in favor of me, smelling money like a bloodhound. Your best whiskey, straight up, I say, drumming my fingers on the table. McAllen, if you have it. Ooh. Brian orders a rum, hesitating before deciding to take it straight. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a Bacardi 151, uh, neat. Not
0: even Jerry Lewis would do that. <laughs> Who
1: gets what, what, what would Jerry's drink order be?
0: I'm sure it exists somewhere.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's just like a a glass of milk at like room temperature.
0: (laughs) Or just an egg.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can I get an egg white on the rocks? Um, Soda back.
0: (laughs) Just straight onto my forehead, please.
1: (laughs) Make them laugh. Make them.
0: Head on. (laughs) Apply
1: directly to the plot line. Brian orders a rum, hesitating before deciding to take it straight. I let out a quiet snort. The idiot wants to feel equal to me. That's something that'll never happen. (laughs) When the woman leaves, she ignores his irritated stare and brushes against my arm with a coy look. I shoot her a warning glance, and she pulls her hand away with a frown before disappearing behind the bar.
0: Yeah, man. Loosen up. Jeez. Jeez.
1: I scan the room again, my senses picking up the sense of the different patrons in the building, and my gaze locks onto the dancer on the stage again. Her eyes meet mine across the club, and the world drops away. She has a stunning body and a beautiful face, but it's the way she moves that keeps me looking. She's graceful, her body toned from the dancing, confident in those five-inch heels and scraps of black fabric that are supposed to pass for a thong and bra. There's a haunted look in her eyes that makes the wolf inside of me snarl. The hairs on my neck raise as I watch her. Oh,
0: I don't like that. Stop.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I kind of went Tom Waits there for a second. (laughs) Uh, The hairs on my neck raise as I watch her. Oh, God. What's she building in there? What the hell is he building in there? She's innocent yet damaged, the perfect prey to single out and devour. I run my tongue across my bottom lip, already craving a taste of her. I need to know if she's as delectable as she looks. Ugh. I rip my eyes away from her and listen to Brian talking in some inane shit that I don't care about. Our drinks have arrived, and then I watch Brian try to play it cool while he takes a sip of the dark spice rum.
0: Oh, oh God, he
1: ordered. God. Di- this is a motherfucker that orders. He doesn't. He, he'll order he a captain. Crackin'. He got kraken. He got kraken rum. Like he, what he really wants is a captain and coke. But, but what he's he like, orders, it's close like, enough. oh, I'm a fancy boy. I'm gonna order kraken rum because it's got tentacles on it. Oh boy, <laughs>
0: that, that big that big squid right there looks really tough.
1: I can smell how cheap it is from okay. Yeah, I can smell how cheap it is from across the table. He definitely ordered captain. <laughs> Ugh, man or they char- you know what they did what he ordered kraken and they charged him for kraken but they gave him captain because they know that he has no he has no up. idea who the fuck drinks spiced drum straight the grimace he can't hide when the potent liquid dr- hits his tongue confirms my suspicion then it must be like drinking lit gasoline that's lit <laughs> it's lit lit corn syrup let's cut the shit brian I time it just as he swallows, giving me the satisfaction of watching him nearly choke. <laughs> you owe the barons 50 large. Money, we loaned you for your little investments because you said they were sure bets. See, again, we're back to the cryptocurrency. He bought high on Bitcoin at 40. <laughs> he, bought, he, bought 40 he, bought, he bought Bitcoin at 40K and then sold out at 30, and now he's, he's in the drink. He's fucking it up. You owe the barons 50 large money. We loaned you for your little investments because you said they were sure bets. Now, do you have the money or am I taking the payment in blood? He winces as he swallows another sip of the god-awful rum. The horrid rum. (laughs) And wipes his mouth with the back of his hand. A second later, he squares his shoulders, trying to look confident again, like he's got everything settled. Like he's a big man and worth my time. I'm struggling. (laughs) It's a
0: Tinder date.
1: (laughs) Like he's a big man and worth my time. I'm struggling to remember why the hell I'm entertaining this meeting. Brian's a low-level hustler trying to pretend like he's going places, but he's a joke. We took a chance on him, but it's become hideously clear that he's got shitty ideas and even worse instincts when it comes to business. He sh-
0: he would be doing better
1: if he were a DJ. This guy sounds like the fucking um, uh, Fredo of whatever this book is.
0: <laughs> Just
1: like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Lucky Double Lounge. I'm gonna learn the spiced rum business.
0: Just give him a casino.
1: Just give him a casino, <laughs> and then we'll have a coup in Cuba, and I can kiss him on the mouth and say you betrayed me.
0: <laughs> I know it was you. And it breaks my heart.
1: I don't know who... I don't know
0: I, why I made him into, like...
1: <laughs> I don't know who's Michael, who's fucking uh, Fredo, and who's Hyman Roth in this equation, you but know, I know who Castro is, and it's me, because I'm the dictator.
0: You, hey! Yeah, and I'm your fucking, um, you know, brother who is pretending you're not dead. Raul. <laughs> wow, 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 wow,
1: <laughs> Cool, cool.
0: Uh, we have revealed our... Uh, our outdated knowledge of (laughs) international (laughs) relations right now.
1: (laughs) And later tonight, you'll try to kill me with a poisoned milkshake. No. Brian's a low-level hustler trying to pretend like he's going places, but he's a joke. We took a chance on him, but it's become hideously clear that he's got shitty ideas and even worse instincts when it comes to business. He'll never be anything more than a shady bookie taking bets on underground fights. His nose flares with nervousness as he works with the courage to make eye contact. Actually, I'm asking for more money. (laughs) Same as what you gave me before, but not as a loan this
0: time. Now he's Kermit.
1: Now he's Kermit, yeah. Okay. I stare at him, wondering if he's trying to be funny or if he's just the dumbest motherfucker to ever cross my path. Brian breaks out in a sweat under my steely gaze as the stench of his anxiety permeates my senses. A snarl forms on my lips. Tell me why I shouldn't rip out your throat right now. Because I have a trade. I'll give you prudence. I narrow my eyes at him. What? Her, he says quickly, jerking his head towards the dancer on the stage. Uh, In exchange for the new funds and my old debt being cleared. A growl rises from my throat and he shifts nervously in his seat, his eyes going wide at the sound. We don't deal in human trafficking. He holds his hands up, placating me. No, no, that's not what I'm suggesting. She's for you and your guys. I can't help the twisted amusement that curls my lips. This asshole is one delightful surprise after another. I'm gonna enjoy killing him, nice and slow. Do I look like I need to pay for goddamn strippers to warm my bed at night? No, no, of course not, but... Brian glances at her again and then chews his lips as he looks back to me. I know about your, uh, uh, your tastes. And her? She'd enjoy it. She's fucked up, you see? I'm the only thing she has in this world. (laughs) She's that messed up. But she needs a rough hand. She craves it, in fact. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. My eyes slowly go back to the dancer, and I finally take a sip of my drink. My nose wrinkles at the harsh burn of cheap whiskey coats my tongue. Wait a second. Was it cheap whiskey? She ordered McAllen. Don't,
0: don't. That's not nice. What's not nice?
1: Oh, it was probably like the lowest tier, McAllen. It's probably just a shitty bar. My eyes slowly go back to the dancer, and I finally take a sip of my drink. My nose wrinkles as the harsh burn of cheap whiskey coats my tongue. So they flipped the drink on her, yeah, too. Yeah, they totally flipped the drink on him. They gave her fucking, wait, Draven? Is yeah, Draven they gave a, Draven. Is Draven a dude or a lady? Or A dude. Dude. So Draven got fucking, I don't know, uh, Johnny Walker Black instead of Macallan.
0: <laughs> is Johnny Walker Black cheap whiskey?
1: I mean, there's Johnny Walker Red, which is right. not what I ordered. Ah. But this fucking club probably doesn't know the difference between McCallan and Cat Piss. Oh good, I didn't fuck it up. You didn't fuck it up. <laughs> God damn.
0: I thought I'd made a mistake because I edited it this chapter. <laughs>
1: they fucked up his order, but you can bet that it's gonna be fucking McCallan when they when they run his card. She'll want it, he promises. Oh wait, no, I have to do the Kermit voice. She'll want it, he promises. <laughs> and she's good too loves to take whatever you can give her she can't even get off unless i'm hurting her i'm telling you she's worth it yikes i raise an eyebrow at that this man's fucking vile he has no honor or morals yeah he's don't. trying to sell me some unfortunate soul soul because he thinks that i like to slap women around
0: also like don't out your p- partner's kinks like that
1: i don't think <laughs> i don't think this is a partner situation it i is. think this is a co- oh really no, they've
0: been living together since she was like. a 17 or something mm, so like that. Still coercive. Yeah, it, no, it Poor totally is. Poor unfortunate soul. I mean, you can still be partners with somebody who's, um, treating you like shit. Happens every day. Wow.
1: I have a truck. I'll move you out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder if he'd be as willing to offer her if he knew how depraved I really am. <laughs> and something. And the
0: whiskey respected him for it.
1: <laughs> His glass of whiskey lit a cigarette. <laughs> His glass of whiskey was different because someday he was going to die. (laughs) I wonder if he'd be as willing to offer her if he knew how depraved I really am. Something tells me he'd be eager to trade his own mother if it'd save his throat from being slashed. His grin is hideous, as though he's a goddamn genius for coming up with this idea, and I want to rip it from his face. Fuck, I hate dealing with men like this. But Bishop suggested I hear Brian out. And only an idiot ignores. But Bishop. <laughs> three. Only
0: an idiot ignores but only Bishop. Only a bishop.
1: But Bishop suggested I hear Brian out. And only an idiot ignores Bishop. You're keeping? That? I'm keeping that. I'll let you keep it for a poon.
0: <laughs> keep going.
1: I move my gaze back to the stage, bringing the tumbler of cheap whiskey up to my mouth once more. She's looking at me again as she rolls her spine, her slender body curling through the air, teasing me as if she's putting on this dance just for me, as though there isn't an entire room between my table and the stage, as though there aren't people sitting between us, throwing money at her. Her dark hair falls down around her shoulders, framing her innocent face and those haunting eyes in a way that's too damn tempting. She's teasing me, not knowing the danger she's inviting into her
0: life. She slides her bra
1: off, turning her back to me, hiding the view of her bare breasts.
0: Don't yuck her yum, Okay. <laughs>
1: She slides her bra off, turning her back to me, hiding the view of her bare breasts. Then she slowly saunters around the stage, drawing it out, making my body react to her. When she leans against the pole and slides down to the floor, her arms hugging her chest, she captures my eyes again. With a sensual roll of her shoulders, she lifts her hands away from her breast, letting me have a good look. Then she does a slow, sexy crawl onto all fours and tosses her hair wildly before sitting on the stage, scissoring her legs gracefully into the air, her gaze fixed on me as though no one else exists.
0: Why did you do that, like, slam poetry style? As though I'm the only one who can
1: see her and fuck! I can smell her excitement at having my eyes on her, and my body instinctively responds, the front of my slacks becoming tight. We have a boner. <laughs> the song comes to its end, and with a few more teasing sways of her hips, she finishes her dance. <laughs> I watch her collect the money she's earned, her eyes still darting to mine with every stray bill she picks up, and then she's gone, slipping through the heavy black curtain at the rear of the stage like a black void has swallowed her whole. (laughs) W-H-O-L-E. With her exit goes my patience for being in this club. This, I, I, I want to throw fuck in there just club. because it's it, it's it's implied. It's not there. I took a little artistic license. With her exit goes my patience for being in this fucking club. <laughs> I turn back to Brian. He's noticed my interest and has a smug look plastered on his face. A surge of annoyance bristles through me, but I keep it at bay. She has to consent to the agreement. I tell him.
0: Consent. Consent
1: is key. My gaze bores into him as I drive the words home, trying to resist the urge to end him right here. It would be so satisfying to feel the life drain from his body. No one would miss him. I bet not even the beautiful damaged soul he's selling me in exchange for mercy would care if he didn't make it home tonight. He nods eagerly. Of course. And you have to bring her to the building yourself. Done! He holds out his hand again, eager to confirm the deal with a zealous shake. Once again, I ignore him. I down the whiskey in one gulp and toss a 50 on the table. Baller! Tomorrow, I tell him as I stand, ready to have his pathetic face out of my sight. Cade will be waiting for me out front with the car. This isn't the only business I have to conduct this evening, and I need to get the fuck out of this club before I hunt her down and start the trade tonight. For once, Brian seems to have the good sense not to say anything, and raises his rum in a salute before knocking it back with another grimace.
0: I mean, at least he committed to the rum, right?
1: I mean, if you're uh,
0: no, I don't even want to give him that.
1: It's it's what beer drinkers drink when they're not drinking beer. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's a beer drinker's. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I retrace my steps back to the entrance and pause before stepping past the bouncer. He's a big man with an imposing frame, but he's also fully human. He eyes me as if he doesn't trust me. He's smart not to, but he can rest easy on this visit. It looks like I don't need to spill any blood here tonight. I glance back at the empty stage and pull out a crisp 100 and a 20. Make sure this gets to prudence, I tell him. Keep the 20 for your assistance.
0: Make sure this gets to Prudence. I want you to give this money
1: to Prudence, see? Mwah, see? Prudence <laughs> is my girl, see? <laughs> he takes it from me, his expression still suspicious. I stare back at him calmly, meeting his gaze for the challenge it is. I didn't make it to the top of the barren wolf pack on kind words and good deeds. That would kick this bouncer's ass without breaking a sweat.
0: The Whatever pr- makes you feel good about yourself, man.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, everybody needs a bit, right? <laughs> I mean, fuck, look at us.
0: It's literally just that guy's job to look tough, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all front.
0: Yeah. Well, not all of
1: it. Men will literally become bouncers rather than go to therapy. The primordial part of his brain seems to finally kick in as he realizes I'm not someone he wants to fuck with. He gives me a nod and pockets a 20 stepping back to let me pass. Cade's already got the black BMW pulled up and waiting, as expected.
0: You know who the nicest bouncers are, though? Huh? The inventory control guys at Ross are the nicest bouncers in the world. Do
1: you love it?
0: I love it! I got it at Ross.
1: (laughs) I haven't been to a Ross in a long time. Those guys were always cool.
0: I mean, yeah, there was one guy. All you gotta
1: do is smile away and say, hey guys, how's it going?
0: The first guy who ever asked me out was a bouncer at Ross, but it was Whoa. like when we were in middle school Aww. and he gave me a little note that was like, would you like to go to the movies with me? Meet me at the lockers tomorrow. And then I went to the lockers and he wasn't there. He chickened out. <laughs>
1: Wait, so you got stood up by, well, did he have to work a shift at Ross in No, we school? were in
0: seventh grade.
1: <laughs> so he later and then became. Later
0: he became a bouncer okay. at Ross. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah, that, that would be a limbo w- bounce. Then when That's we were like
0: bouncer. 18, I was like, You stood me up in seventh grade, and he just looked at me like in horror. <laughs> I was like, I never forget. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, I
1: mean, he deserved that call out.
0: It was fine. I love well,
1: calling people out. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I've been married to you for 10 years now. Almost 10, 10 years.
0: Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years this April.
1: Cade's already got the black BMW pulled up and waiting, as I expected. I slide into the front seat, slamming the door, and he peels out of the parking lot. The red neon light of the lucky devil sign flickering in the side mirror. Okay, the, lucky, make... devil. Oh, the lucky
0: devil. Oh, the lucky devil sign. Lucky,
1: okay. Lowercase T on the lucky D E V I L apostrophe S, so it's a plural. Okay, possessive. okay,
0: okay. I was just excited. <laughs> Did you edit this? I know this? where that is. Did you edit this book? And you know why? It's because because the the has the lowercase t. Is how you know I did.
1: <laughs> keep going. I <laughs> I knew that was you. I could see your mark upon this text.
0: That's bad, actually.
1: It means you have a style. Okay, keep going. <laughs> You know, you're basically the Council of Nicaea but for smut.
0: That might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but instead of eons of fucking psychic damage, you're just helping probably, I don't know, dozens of women fucking come.
0: Yay! Great job. That's the goal of every romance writer is mm-hmm. to make women come. Or, you know, whoever.
1: So, my second in command asks before we're even out of the parking lot, Cade isn't patient like Bishop. Then again, Cade isn't a sociopath. (laughs) Cade is fury incarnate, a berserker. He has no time for hesitation, for waiting, for calculation. He takes exactly what he wants. And the more bodies that fall on the way to his desire, the better. Fun. Yeah. I run my tongue over my sharp canines, considering how to answer. He offered a trade, and I was inclined to accept. The leather of the steering wheel creaks under Cade's grip. Did BMWs in that era have leather steering wheels? Did you fact check this?
0: What era? You don't know know what year it was. Oh, I
1: I thought there was a year attached to it. No. See, here I am with the gotcha journalism.
0: Yeah, try it. Try me, bitch. You know what happens.
1: The leather of the steering wheel creaks under Cade's grip, and he glances at me before looking back at the road. A trade worth 50 G's? He sounds skeptical, and I don't blame him. Now it's double. A hundred grand. His voice goes up two octaves, and without even looking at him, I can tell Cade's eyebrows are about to shoot right off of his forehead.
0: What the fuck could a street hustler even offer us? It was worth that much.
1: I can't do two octaves in my voice because I had...
0: I think it was a, like an exaggeration.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not Jeff Buckley. I don't have a five octave range, and I'm also still alive. So I
0: I think that actually was two octaves. Uh,
1: you know i I try to I try to give you a good interpretation of the, the text. The
0: best of my love,
1: and I also just try to read to the oh, best of my ability.
0: You got the best of my love. Who did that song? Is that Car- Carol King? Now you know how to call me out.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. I I asked who sang the song that you're trying to sing. Best of my love. It was either Carole King or maybe fucking... Um,
0: the Emotions. The Emotions. <laughs> huh. Oh, well. Um, so he's skeptical. What the fuck could I... <laughs> <laughs> Three,
1: two, one... His voice goes up two octaves, and without even looking at him, I can tell Cade's eyebrows are about to shoot right off of his forehead. What the fuck could a street hustler ever offer us that was worth that much? Sex. I think about the woman dancing, her body ready to be broken, to match what I sense is inside of her. But more than that, the trade will give her a chance to get away from Brian. Brian. I don't even know her, but whether I'd accepted the trade or not, I'd already decided that I would see to it that her ties to that asshole are permanently severed.
0: I just got the sudden urge to watch Showgirls tonight. (laughs)
1: God. Oh, God, now I'm thinking about Showgirls while reading this, and the mental image is bad. It's bad.
0: (laughs) But it's so good. Different places. (laughs)
1: feel like the tow truck driver at the beginning and the end of that movie right now. <laughs> was it a tow truck or was it yeah, uh, yeah, No, I it was think just so. a pickup truck,
0: right? Yeah, it was
1: just a just a dude Ford fucking Ranger. I don't know. Closing my eyes, I picture her in my mind, allowing myself a single moment to dwell on the vision of her dancing, the way she moved so fluidly like a sultry ballerina, <laughs> poised and graceful even as she shed her clothes and tempted me with the curbs of her slender body. When I don't offer details on the trade, Cade takes another approach. You must think it's a good deal to let that scumbag keep breathing, much less give him another dime. Actually, I think it's a terrible deal, and I'm going to regret not ripping his throat out and being done with it, I tell Cade with a sigh, but fuck it. I went with it in the moment. We'll be receiving a guest tomorrow evening, someone who will be staying with us for a while to work off Brian's debt. Okay, he simply nods, accepting the turn of events without further questions as he steers the car up the highway on-ramp. I stare silently out the windshield at the red glow of the taillights from the vehicles ahead of us, but my mind is still replaying images of her. The way she caught my eyes, begging for my attention. The challenge I saw in her gaze. And the intoxicating scent of her pheromones, even from across the club. I pull out my phone, needing more information. For starters, her real name and everything else about her. Even the stuff she hopes no one knows. Settled for the moment, I reached behind me to the back seat and pulled the slim black case to my lap. Flipping it open, I assess the two forty caliber handguns laying inside and checked the extra magazines.
0: Good to go. Click-clack. <laughs> Wait, is that in there?
1: Good to go is in there. Click-clack, I added, because okay. uh, it's, yeah, it's fun to it's say. Fun. Yeah. It's fun, yeah. It's Click, artistic clack. license.
0: Click-clack, motherfucker. Click-clack.
1: Then I pull out the modified shoulder holsters. Cade will be wearing a matching set. They're specially designed to stay tethered to us, even if we shift.
0: Over the shoulder boulder holsters?
1: Over the shoulder, Glock, Lock, Cock Rock, Stock and Barrel. (laughs) Yeah! Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I pull out the modified shoulder holsters. Cade will be wearing a matching set. They're specially designed to stay tethered to us, even if we shift. Not that we can use the pistols while in wolf form, but we damn sure don't want to chance our enemies getting their hands on them. Wait, so they did, They don't have... I mean, they have a dewclaw, I assume, so they, but they can't... You
0: can't... Like, the dewclaw is far from...
1: Glocks aren't for puppies? Is that what we're...
0: What kind of grip can a paw get on a gun?
1: I don't know. I mean, this is use fantasy, Use your brain, so. JT. You know what... <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> As I pull the holsters on, my blood simmers and heat builds in my muscles at the promise of mayhem and bloodshed. I load a magazine into one of the pistols with a satisfying click. Time for a fox hunt. Woo! And that's the end of the chapter. Yay! Once again, I just want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be on the program. It's going to change uh, your
0: life. It's going to give you a career in voiceover acting. Because I hard. certainly have been offered one. All right. Well, um, thank you for your hard, dramatical work. I'm, I, wish, <laughs>
1: I wish it could have been more consistent and less shitty.
0: No one else does. Everyone enjoys it. Well. And if not, please don't rate us based on this. <laughs> Please rate
1: this episode inverse to how you would normally rate <laughs> the episodes. That's that's my only request. <laughs> Please comment, sense. like, and subscribe.
0: <laughs> oh, you can find us on Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout, on Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout, on Instagram at Hybrid Pub Scout Pod, and um, hybridpubscout.com. Sign up for our newsletter or find us on your favorite podcast apps. And um, thanks for giving a rip about books.
1: Yep, yep.